In the Lab, a Texans podcast that takes a different look at things. Drew Doherty and John Harris have their lab coats and goggles on and the Bunsen burners burning. Here's Drew. That is correct. I am Drew. And you're John. You're John Harris, John Harris. I am John Harris, and you are Drew Doherty, Drew Doherty. That's right. We are going to talk about Duke Johnson and what his addition means to the offense in a little bit. First, John, today on In the Lab, we're going to chit-chat about the sideline experience in Green Bay. Oh, yeah. And really just the Green Bay experience as a whole, because sign me up for that. If we're not going to go back to the Greenbrier, let's go to Green Bay every year for a week. I'm all for that. Let's do it. Let's play the game on Friday night, though. Okay. Get still get there on Sunday. Let's do three practices to go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Let's get three days of work in. Okay. Have the Thursday off, play Friday, and then come back on Saturday. Okay. I think that would be great. Except by the time you get to day three, people want to fight. That's all right. You're gonna fight anyway. <laughs> you fought on day one. That's true. You did. You fight need a fight or two during training camp. It's gonna happen. You're gonna get productive work in, man. You did. Have, you had a little mini skirmish on day two as well. Yeah. The Texas offense. I mean, it's going ha- to happen if you just practice against yourself for three days in a row. I think I think what ended up happening, I, I, I could, first of all, I mean, the weather is that much better, that much cooler, I should say, up there. Mm-hmm. And now, we got our practices in during the day, which is great, but at night, we we had a, uh, a meeting with the TV crew, um, and y'all, y'all invited me to join because I was going to pop on for a segment during the game. And so while we were having that meeting at about 5 o'clock on Wednesday evening, it was a rainstorm. Like, it was unbelievable. But it cooled it off so that the next day – I mean, we were doing extra points at night in the stadium Thursday night after the game. It was and 66 it was, degrees it was like, with deep, a breeze. It was cold. It was awesome. Yeah, DP was cold. We won't so, have that till November here. Yeah, I know, if we're lucky. But, you know – you know, we talked about this a lot. My family lives up there. I have plenty of family. I saw my aunt and uncle I haven't seen for a while. I saw my cousin. Had dinner with her Wednesday night after our meeting. So family was a strong pull. I talked to Max Sharping about it. It was interesting. He was funny. He was like, you know, it was great to be up there. He said, my family gets it on game day. Like, don't mess with me game days. Like, He said, but the two other days, he said, they were just, he said, they didn't quite understand that I had meetings, that I was wrapped up basically from 5 in the morning until who knows what time at night. He said they were just wanting me to do stuff all the time. And he's like, look, I got work to do. And it was just interesting to talk to me. at 190 people. I mean, you talked about during the game. It was pretty cool. So I would imagine the experience for him is is pretty overwhelming. But I would say pretty cool at the same time. And I think for the guys, you know, the weather being cooler I think is great. Unlike Aaron Rodgers, I think our guys like the joint practices. I mean, I think especially day two, you could really see the, the offense with some juice. When the music started playing at one point when they were going on the red zone drill, they went just they went nuts. And then you play a game in Lambeau. And, I mean, you know, for a lot of people, Lambeau is just this hallowed mecca of football. You hear all about it, like, man, I want to go to Lambeau. And play football there for a very long time after they moved out of City Stadium. And they just renovated it and renovated it and renovated it over the years. And it's become this just beautiful facility. I mean, beautiful facility. And truly unique. It's different than it's everything so else in the cool. NFL. I mean, it's so cool. And the, and yet they still have the modern amenities. Now, if you sit down in the bleachers, you sit on bleachers. Mm-hmm. You ain't got to deal with that. But they have the Packer Hall of Fame there. They've got this beautiful atrium area. Um, Packers Pro Shop. I just wanted to go on a shopping spree. But then I was like, you know, I work for an NFL team so I can't do that but it was it was really cool I mean we just had I I mean I had a blast 
I could see we're doing that three, four, five years in a row would get a little tiresome. But, man, I'd love to go back because there's a lot of things that we didn't do you know, that we weren't able to do because we were just so locked in on practice and game and all that kind of stuff. But an extra day, might have a chance to go to Wisconsin Dells. Might have a chance to go to Brown County. Might have a chance to go so I'm saying, do dude, some of those things an extra in that day. day. Let's do an extra day. Let's get an extra day of work in. Let's stay in this weather because we're here. We're going to talk about Duke in just a second. But the mo- one of the the clearest, most accurate things I've heard in my time here with the Texans came from Brandon Dunn last week. Mm-hmm. And I was asking him just a just a simple question like, "Hey, how do you uh, how do you cool off after a hot Texans practice in Houston?" Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Man, it's great up here in Green Bay. It's you know I don't have to do this, but in Houston." You just basically have to get 15 minutes to get your life back together. Yeah. I was like, what? What do you mean? He's like, well, after you shower, you just got to cool off, get in your locker, just stop, and just get your life back together. And think about, (laughs) he's like, think about what you did in practice. Think about your your life in general. But it's just so hot and so mercilessly hot that it wears on you, and you got to get your life back together. And so I've thought about that every single day since after a practice. It's been about a week now since I interviewed him, and I was like, "Golly, he really, he really nailed on. it." Because we're out there in a golf shirt, you know, it's dry fit, and some shorts, and we go inside from time to time to go to the, use the restroom, get some water, and cool off, get out of the heat. Those guys are in pads, helmets, doing physically demanding work, and I can't imagine, you know. Uh, and I, I got to get my life back together. I can't imagine them getting their life back together. I know. Over the weekend, the week, the weekend is what really hit me when we got back. Because Friday was a long day for us. I mean, we had we had extra points Thursday night late. Mm-hmm. I don't think we got back to the hotel till like twelve fifteen, twelve thirty, and then I, I you stayed up to right, I stayed up to right, so we were probably up to like one forty or one forty five or two, and then we took off out of Green Bay at four forty five in the morning. Yeah. So, and then it was just kind of planes, trains, automobiles that day. And then drove know, to so, Milwaukee. So we got in like home. noon. I had to come here and did, I texted Mark, and I was like, usually Friday's my day. I said, look. I'm, I'm let's do the show together because I'm I'm gassed. Yeah, and so we did the show Friday, but I felt that Saturday and Sunday was kind of the same thing. We were outside, and the fans were there both Saturday and Sunday. And so when I got done with practice, I just walked in and I just I sat in my chair, just like I, I mean, like okay, I got to just I literally just, you just have to sit there because it's so oppressively hot. And I think Brandon's right. You it, it is. It's like it takes 15 minutes just to kind of clear your head, like. Okay, can I get up and walk and go from point A to point B? Mm-hmm. Because it does get that hot. The Trey Lions are going to feel that. They're going to feel that coming up here uh, tomorrow. I mean, they're going to feel it. They're going to get it. And it'll be interesting. I know I've heard that practice might move up a little bit uh, in time. It might not be much like 30 minutes, but 30 minutes can mean a whole heck of a lot. Mm-hmm. But you still, it, they're going to feel it. And it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough couple days in those practices. So, uh, hopefully they get some uh, good timing against the Lions, and we'll talk about that in our in the lab and talk about that during the game and give you all that we can. But uh, it was really fun experience in Green Bay. I love being down on the sidelines with you, man. It was a really fun segment we That's did cool. on TV. So it was a really good time in Green Bay, and I'm I'm with you. I hope we do that again. We are going to do the sideline thing this weekend, yep. and in the third game, and in the fourth game. It's going to be fun. Uh, I think we're going to stick it with the offense this week. Yeah. So be prepared to do that. I know you will be. And thank you for doing that. It's fun. It's kind of like a, a pared-down version of this. Yes. In the lab. You're exactly right. But let's move on. Duke Johnson was acquired, and he was acquired on game day last week. 
We didn't really get a chance, you and I, to talk too, too much about him. We've talked offline about him, but not on the air. And basically, a few things have stood out to me hearing Bill O'Brien chit-chat about Duke Johnson. Mm -hmm. He was very clear in his first meeting with the media where he could actually talk about it after the deal became official. He's very clear to say he's a first down, second down, and third down back. Right. He is a complete running back. Agreed. Because he's been viewed as a third down back in his career. He's caught the ball very well out of the backfield. Right. He's basically the best at that in the NFL over the last five, six years. But it was very telling, I thought, that O'Brien said those things about him. And then he also acknowledged, yeah, he's good at catching the football. Yeah. But ultimately, it's one more weapon around Deshaun Watson. And for the last two years, we've been hearing two main things, basically sword and shield. Give Deshaun Watson weapons and protect him. Yeah. You know, sword and shield. Right. You definitely got the sword part down, and you're working on the shield part, trying to improve that. But I really love this addition to things because now you've got a, a soup of guys behind Lamar Miller and behind Duke Johnson, duking it out for that third spot, and maybe the a fourth spot too. But I'm a big fan of this, and I think another dimension, another pass catcher that can do things with the ball. Going to help this offense out. Going to help Deshaun Watson out. I like your uh, sword and shield comparison. I mean, I think that's that's pretty much dead on. When you talk about handing Deshaun weapons and, get, and giving him weapons. I mean, look, he's the ultimate weapon at quarterback. But mm-hmm. if you if you protect him, but then you give him opportunities, you know, guys with some twitch. I mean, because opportunities to, help with the protection, right? And we talked about that after the Colts game uh, last year, in particular. You know, Kiki QT went out. Kiki QT had been out, and DeAndre Carter got hurt in that game. I think he ended up with a concussion in that game. So, at one point, you had Demarius Thomas, Joe Webb, and DeAndre Hopkins as your three wide receivers. The one thing you didn't have, you have any twitch, which yep. you wonder, okay, well, what's what's twitch? Well, think about how quick Kiki QT gets in and out of his routes. I mean, the quicker you get out of your route, and the quicker you are, the opportunity you have, the opportunity Deshaun has to get the ball out of his hands, and Deshaun didn't have that. Mm-hmm. Now, those guys are three big physical receivers. And if you would have had the 1976 Oakland Raiders offensive line in front that could protect Deshaun for 10, 12 seconds, then those guys would have gotten open, would have caught the ball, and it would have been fine. But It'd be kind of nice to bring back Art Shell, Gene Upshaw. Gene Upshaw. Yeah. Can we do that? Dolby. Their, pro- their primes? Would Maybe. Be all right? We'll have to think about that. Maybe, and hey, while we're at it, let's add in Anthony Munoz from the mid-'80s. Why not? Bruce Matthews, late-'80s. Yeah. Let's bring them all back. I'm cool. That'd Anyways. be cool. 15 seconds of pass protection would be awesome. Wait, we're getting too in the lavish here. Uh, let's get back to but, Duke. But the uh, the point being, with a guy like Duke Johnson, he's got that same twitch, just in a different form, just in a running back form. But that, I think, is... It, it's almost like we have to create a new position nowadays. And Duke sort of plays that position because he's got such good wide receiving... He's got good receiving skills. But the one thing I think people have keep they keep missing is the running back ability. And I think Bill O'Brien hammering that home saying look this guy can be a running back it's one of the first things he said right so very first things you get a three down runner and a guy or a three down running back that can go out and catch the ball can match up on a linebacker and win that matchup unless that matchup is uh, Dylan Cole then Dylan Cole can run me down the field and make a pick as he did in rookie year when they met up but that said Duke's going to beat a lot of people down the field he's going to beat a lot of people into his routes he can run good routes as a running back Catches the ball to the backfield, and then once he's out in space, he's gonna make you. He's gonna make you miss. He can run you over. He's got some power. He don't look like the biggest guy in the world, but 
it, that doesn't matter because if a guy runs with power and explosiveness. He packs a punch. Right, and that's what he does. So the one thing I do think that you're going to see a lot of, and I've, uh, I've talked about this with Mark, and I think you and I have talked maybe off areas, you might see some 20 personnel. And that's the, when we talk about number of personnel, 11 personnel, 12 personnel, 20 personnel, the first number is the number of running backs, and the second is the number of tight ends. Mm-hmm. Because then you can do the math because it's all got to add up to five. That tells you how many receivers. So essentially, 20 personnel is two running backs, three wide receivers. Yeah. And no tight ends. Now, when it's, and when it's that, it's, it's two running backs. It's right. not a running back and a fullback. Right. And that is as rare as it gets in this offense. And basically with this franchise, we've not seen that. Yeah. What, what you can do, and I, and I go back to, and I'm trying to remember the game. And it, it happened in a game last year. and It's happened before. Not often. It's like a unicorn sighting. But – they would put Alfred Blue and Lamar Miller in a game at the same time, and they would they would stand in the shotgun on either side of Deshaun. And sometimes both would pass protect. Sometimes one guy would go in route, one guy would pass protect. They would change sometimes. One guy would go in motion. But they would use that formation. But Alfred probably wasn't the right fit for that personnel group. It was more like having a fullback and a tailback. Mm-hmm. Now you put Duke Johnson and Lamar Miller in there together, and now you're looking at it going, hmm. Cause okay. a little bit more confusion for a defense, right? At that, no, there's no question. What do so, you have to do? So, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot that you can do. I mean, I just think about the possibilities of putting them. Let's so let's say that you take you know Lamar on the right, Duke on the left, and Lamar goes in motion out to the left side. Deshaun rises up and takes a snap. He rises up, fakes, rises up, throws or fakes a throw out to the uh, left side to I don't know to QT. As Lamar's going out to block for him. Fakes that, spins around, runs the screen with Duke Johnson the other way. I mean, there's just there are a lot of possibilities that you can have in this offense when you have a few weapons of that of that magnitude. And look, Lamar <clears throat> Lamar at two hundred and fifteen pounds, I mean, he's a stout guy. But you just if you can take some of the pounding away from him and again let him be the Maserati that he is. That we saw in fifteen yeah. when he Roasted the right. Texans. He Miami. has been he's been a grinded out guy because he's had to be. Yeah. But now if you get a guy like Duke Johnson and say, okay, look, Lamar's going to get these carries, he's going to get these touches. The pass protection is better up front. We can use Lamar in a passing game a little bit more because that's. And people say, well, he hasn't caught the ball. Do you understand a lot of part? A lot of that is the fact that he's had to protect. Mm-hmm. And the flip side of that is he's a really good pass protector. Yeah. So you don't want to lose that. But what you'd like to be able to say is these five can protect against, therefore, we can put Lamar Miller out in a route, and he's going to win against the linebacker and nickel safety. We can put Duke Johnson out in a route, he's going to win against linebacker and nickel safety. And we're not going to fear for Lamar, uh, Deshaun Watson's life because he is being protected by his five guys or his tight end. You now have just multiple combinations of things that you can do. And there's no fall-off in the explosiveness at the running back position when you right. put Duke Johnson in the game. So... I think it was a good deal. I'm really excited about it. I'm glad they made the deal. And looking forward to what those two are going to be able to do in the backfield. Let's wrap it up. And I'm going to wrap it up with this idea. Someone that I really respect. Okay. Who's been around a while. Okay. Knows quite a bit. I'm not going to give his name because I don't know that he wants us out here as being the guy that said this. But Uh he said uh, to me, he said, I could see Duke Johnson being second on this team in receptions next year behind DeAndre Hopkins. And at first I was like, what? And then I thought about it and I was like, yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. I think the Texans would rather 
see Fuller and QT have more right. catches than right. Duke. Right. But I could see it happening. If Duke got it. the 40 catches, say he got the 40 catches, mm-hmm. hopefully he's not second at that point. But if he no. gets the 40 catches, you know, he's going to make something happen with those 40 catches. Yep. So, you know, with so many different guys, I mean, the other night, 14 different guys caught a pass and 16 different guys were targeted, which I thought was pretty phenomenal. And obviously you won't have that many during the game because you don't have that many sure. active. But to have a guy like Duke Johnson that's going to be able to catch two, three balls a game, tight ends are going to catch, you know, hopefully five to seven a game, and then the rest of them end up between the three guys if they're healthy. I mean, if you'd Sean Watson, it's just find the open guy. Yeah. Find the open guy and throw it to him because that guy Move will catch and make something happen. Yeah, all right. Well, this was fun. I'm excited Duke Johnson's here. It's a guy that had been targeted by fans. It was fun to see over the offseason, like, yeah. hey, can, do you think the Texans can trade for him? And, you know, you always – basically my default answer is sure, it can happen. Don't right. know if it's going to, but sure, it can happen, and it did. And I think it answered a few questions on, well, is this team going to make any moves with this this uh, structure of leadership? And I think that's a pretty clear indicator that they will. John? It's always good going in the lab with you. Can't wait to go on the sidelines with you on Saturday night when the Texans host the Lions, and I will see you tomorrow and the next day in the heat as the Texans practice against the Lions, and afterwards we're going to each take 15 minutes, like Brandon Dunn said, to get our lives back together. So long.